Mamma mia, what a day one of match day too. What a game by Italy. I would like to say one thing. Mwah, mwah, mwah. That was my reaction after this game of Italy that I saw yesterday. Welcome to the soccer room. Uh, I am Achin Tijan and with me are Tanmay Jaiswal and Rajesh Sahu. And today we are going to discuss the first day of match day 2. The three matches that we had yesterday, they were amazing. So, how are you feeling today Tanmay? How can I answer this question every day in a different note? I am thinking that. <laughs> We are we are struggling every day in our lives. You know, कोई अपनी बीवी के साथ, कोई अपनी गर्लफ्रेंड के साथ. मेरे पास दोनों नहीं हैं. तुम्हारे हैं ही नहीं दोनों. तो इसलिए तुम्हारी मेरे को तो मतलब तुम्हारी तो अपनी अलग ही struggle होगी. तो फिर इसलिए पूछ रहा हूँ. मैं जानता नहीं हूँ. But yeah, I have my first love, football, which is going on. So. Abhi I'm all in a lovey-dovey environment with rains all around, matches all around. So it's going good. Good June month. Happy June. <laughs> Happy June. How are you feeling, Rajesh? Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the games are concerned, uh, you know, all, all the games have been, uh, you know, proper, proper good set of games. Looking forward to, you know, discussing them with you guys today. Yep, even I'm feeling good today because yesterday my team Italy won... 3-0. But first, we'll talk about Finland versus Russia, where Finland had lost to Russia 0-1. And the first goal by Miranchuk, it was a beauty, putting it into the top corner with his left foot and there was nothing wrong that he did. Yeah, I mean, the Russian team continuously attacked the opponents, Finland, yesterday. And they got their reward in a form of goal. And that goal was absolute scorcher from Miranchuk, and we all have seen what he has done with Atlanta and Syria. But when coming into these major tournaments, it all becomes a different ball game. And all front three players from Russia, I think, they were gelling up well. Especially Captain Zuba, he was like winning most of the headers that was coming towards him. And then hmm. Miranchuk, Golovin, and Barinov, these all three players were available on either side of him to to collect the second ball and continue with the attack. Yeah, I'd agree with Tanmay there. I mean, he, he was accurate in pointing out uh, the, the importance of Zuba, who is also mm. their captain and a veteran. Miranchuk as well, he, he played, what, a, what an effort, what an effort right there. What I seriously noticed about um, Russia's attack, Russia's improvement basically from their last game against Belgium is that mm. they were able to force their, force their style of play onto Finland here rather than what they did against Belgium. Because Russia's philosophy in their games is they make a lot of short passes inside the box. So they overload the forward areas. So hmm. the hard work that you see with everyone in, in that team, starting from Golovin, uh, Kuziaev, Zobnin, their midfielders work hard. Golovin was at the forefront of most of their attacks. I mean, he has a very good left foot. Uh, I mean, the Russian team, when it when it comes to attacking, they're totally reliant on Golovin, Miranchuk and Zuba because these are the three players that actually play at a very high level for their respective clubs. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly as Rajesh mentioned, they made 31 runs into the attacking third area, the Russian team. So yep. they were uh, passing too much around 
and inside those penalty boxes and yeah we could definitely see that uh, finland had almost an equal number of attempts which is 11 to 14 as compared to russia but the number of blocks that finland did was like half of what russia did and that speaks a lot a lot much about their defense and how they had played yesterday i'd agree i'd agree on that uh, on that point but i'm pretty much very impressed about the finland uh, defense more than russia i guess uh, i don't know if you guys would agree because if you analyze finland they the hard work that they put especially the midfielders and the defenders if you notice the pattern i mean as soon as the russian players were having a bad touch there was one finnish player on to them so initially at the start it it gave me a feeling that this is going to be another nil nil or another low scoring game but again russia had that you know the 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 moment of brilliance but if we take that out of the game then you will see the finnish players are are one of the most stubborn teams in the tournament if you consider except for the top top teams which are like belgium italy and others out of the lower mm. teams finnish the finnish have a better defensive record yeah i think uh, marco kunorova will be happy with the team's performance that is kind of performance what he expected from his team uh, going into this kind of tournament it was like russia's good game that uh, got them a goal but apart from that finland team were very good in defense they were clearing the balls they were clearing their lines uh, whenever it was required and uh, they held their nerves in uh, in some tight moments especially when pressure from zuba was so much kamara was absolutely brilliant like he got a yellow card early in the game so was always a, was always susceptible to make crucial challenges but he still went on uh, to play the whole 90 minutes and i think he he did uh, support his defense very well yeah to reiterate what tanmay mentioned i feel uh, kamara has been a top player for finland for the last uh, hmm. couple of games clearly because hmm. he what he does is he he tracks back you see the kind of physical presence that he have you think that he will make tackles and he will just be that sitting time type of midfielder but that is not the case the vibe that you get out of him is uh, he'll, he'll put in a defensive uh, set of performances but he has contributed immensely going forward driving the ball for a uh, ball forward alone because since most of the players for finland are back defending uh, both against finland and russia he was the one who had to carry the ball forward he was also finding spaces the only criticism of finland here is that the the forward output was less because they were not finding kamara's run he was making very good runs into the channel into spaces but russia were just laid back because finland did not have that enough quality that a golovin or a uh, you know miranchuk could have in that team that's why hence the output is zero for them I think you said it right stats do not tell the whole story but most of the stats do and you can see how even though Russia did more blocks but the better defending uh, was given by Finland and the Russian defense was very lackluster I don't think that there was much I think it was a basic pure luck that uh, not pure but definitely a lot of luck that Finland could not attempt more I think uh... luck was the right word because the russian got lucky by margins of centimeters 
if that would not have been offside for Poyan Pelo Finland did score very early in the game yes and yes. then they could have like sit it out deep for the rest of the minutes which they are good at because they know uh, which areas they are strong at and which areas they are weak at but what a game from Poyan Pelo yesterday he was uh, motivated from the first game and he came into the second game with full confidence and he made runs off the balls for collecting the balls even in the second half there was one chance where Poyan Pelo made a beautiful run and he just couldn't score i think uh, they were missing team spav yesterday finland team the mm-hmm. midfielder uh, he was absent so uh, puki uh, we all know what what a great kind of striker he is for finland but uh, i don't think yesterday i, don't I think, think he, yesterday uh, he, i think yeah no right you're right here yesterday i think he did not do much like he did, did not have much of an impact on the game or we can say yesterday poyan pelo stole the limelight from him yeah <laughs> he was doing the hard work uh, of course. although he cannot do what was required out of him but uh, we all saw him doing the hard work and the dirty work in the game definitely but uh, that is that's what it's all about right you have to do what is required out of you right you, ta- you take uh, you take you are being taken inside the team at a national international level and you have to perform way out of your minds rather than below what's expected so let's talk about right now what is the future roadmap for russia and finland with both sitting on the same number of points but russia having a minus 2 goal difference this is the phase of the tournament or the second game where picture becomes pretty clear for most of the teams for some teams uh, it it goes down to the wire but they know uh, how much they need to put in effort in the their last game group game so hmm. finland knows if they achieve a draw but it's it will be a tough game against belgium so <laughs> finland will be looking out for a draw and they should look out for a draw if they want to proceed a hmm. goal for them would be like 1000 cherries on the top but uh, if they get a point if they even manage to get a point out of belgium's match uh, their chances are good to going to round of 16 yes yes okay my assessment here is as simple as it gets anyone that gets a point off of belgium is going to qualify as simple as that <laughs> if they do not they are going to you know they are going to suffer right. what do you make of russia rajesh so russia i have told you that uh, they are going to you know finish fourth that has been my <laughs> kind of prediction right from the start uh, i do not rate russian's defense uh, i mean uh, i have seen enough of them i mean i i did not rate finland because of their results the first two games i feel they are Finland are going to persevere uh, considering the defensive unit that they have than Russia. And mm. I think uh, Russia's last match is against Denmark who will be looking to qualify for round of 16 and that match is in Copenhagen. So it will be an interesting uh, prediction prediction to make uh, yeah I think Russia can come fourth. Yeah in these kind of tournaments uh, we can always expect the unexpected. And coming to that point, we have the next game, which is Turkey versus Wales, and definitely what a neck-to-neck match it was. Even till the last minute, they both there was no sign of uh, Turkey backing down. There was no sign of Switzerland letting loose. It was never a 
match where they could rest uh, even though they were on a lead definitely agreed because it's been i don't even remember the last time i saw bail putting in a man of the match performance on a football pitch maybe <laughs> golf but not on a football pitch so that was one of the best games that bail has played hmm. uh, bail and ramji you know kept continuously probing probing uh, and challenging the turkey defense bail kept finding ramji ramji you know spoiled uh, two three chances before he scored that uh, goal yeah uh, so one of the best games that bail has played uh, so yeah great but i expected more from the turkish defense which boasts of uh, someone like soinchu an established defender but uh, in the first half uh, turkey were really poor defensively i think it was an equal competition uh, throughout the 90 minutes from both the teams and when we talk about attacking front it is backed up by the stats like uh, turkey had total 17 numbers of attempts and Wales had 16, and they both had like around. Uh, like Turkey had five on-target shots, Wales had seven on-target shots. I think the only difference was Bale and Ramsey, and uh, Robert Page always wanted their big guns to step up in these tournaments, and they did finally step up. And we all saw. Uh, I think the the difference was two goals from Wales, which which made the match in favor of them. and talking about ramsey and i think bale was also star of the match rajesh declared him as man of the match but for me i think it was ramsey uh because bale has been given playing time in england with tottenham hotspurs and with real madrid whereas ramsey was mostly injured during last two years and the kind of performance the amount of running he did although he should have scored those two goals as well which he couldn't I know we could debate over it, but my point here is that you know Bale did not play for Madrid. Bale, when he came to Spurs, also under Jose Mourinho, he did not he did not put in minutes. He did not give him minutes. Yeah, but last ten fifteen minutes, he must more have or been... less the same as Ramsey. Is my point. Ramsey also got the same amount of chances. Let's not talk about fitness levels, but the way. Bale played a role, dropping back into midfield, into the middle areas, uh, you know, and then finding those spaces behind. And Ramsey's movement was also top-notch. Hmm. So basically, it's a it's a handshake kind of a thing where if one delivers the pass, you also have to run to receive that pass. So both of them were great. But Bale for me was would have been a clear man of the match had he not missed the penalty. He missed the penalty, and that was yeah, such a bad penalty. Like- He shot the penalty to I think Mars. He was looking out for Mars, calling Elon Musk. Mangalya, uh, Mangalya. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. He must have made a call to Elon Musk, uh, asking, "Did you find the ball?" <laughs> <laughs> It's like, "Itte paise kharch mat karo, main kick maar ke bocha dunga." Yeah, very bad PJ by TJ. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, definitely. Even though it was a really one-man, two-man show over there with Ramsey and Bale in the front, they did not back down. You can, you have to comment. Turkey's defense was still relentless. In the second half, they did not let them score easily. They almost had the same number of blocks, even though Wales did have more. 
but yeah according to like, if we see the stats there was no difference in the number of tackles i mean seriously because uh, the thing is i i also share the same opinion as you achintya uh, of the fact that turkey had a better tactical plan coming into the second half because they were under under the cosh to to score goals hmm. rather uh, you know they were under pressure to actually win it hmm. so when you come out with the mentality to score two goals you end up you know conceding two three goals especially when you have the quality of ramsey dan james and uh, bale mm. you know who is in ominous form so in that regards they sorted out their defense in the second half is what i believe and uh, we also i also have to uh, you know reserve praise for dan james uh, he he put in a much improved performance he was uh, you know continuously challenging their right back and uh, his extreme pace who helped them to counter as well for start most of most of these attacks i was coming to that i think dan james needs to uh, he has got everything uh, under him to be a very good player he has got pace exactly. he has got determination we have all seen him in both the matches the amount of fall back he does to help his defense but i think he needs to focus more on when he should pass and when he should run it's like whenever dan james is having a ball he's like i'm flash i'm fast i'm very fast i'll run down the wing <laughs> uh, yeah yeah absolutely so that thing he needs to control he needs to find out uh, proper passes otherwise absolutely. everything is good about his game agreed agreed i exact opinion no i wouldn't change one thing that you said because there was a situation it would have given given uh, i mean he could have easily sprayed the ball down he could have uh, given a grounded pass to harry wilson and it would have it would have it would have been a simple tap in but he chose the difficult option of going over the top and that to when mean, harry wilson his, his is not that heighted player exactly yeah that also but even though it was bail he wouldn't have got got hold of that pass when my question is when you're not under pressure when you have a very good you know running energy and you have so much space to deliver a ball why do you have to you know choose for the wrong option every time so he has got to improve on that i'm waiting for yeah, that he will be getting better with more experience and so will we be and assessing assessing both the teams i would say Uh, fullbacks from both of the teams were very impressive i was seeing a lot of good early balls which is one of the most difficult things to do to get that width curl and height continuously on a regular basis is is a very very difficult thing not many players can do that unless you are some like taa from liverpool you know he he is a master at that giving that cross field passes to robertson and all that yep so you can say that uh... Turkey got served hot and roasted <laughs> <laughs> due to the dragon's breath. Very nice. <laughs> so after this, uh, the standings of the group A stands where Wales have four points and Turkey has still zero. So you can say that Turkey is out of the top sixteen. Well, Wales, Wales have uh, Wales have qualified. Uh, to be honest, I mean they did it because uh, Switzerland have got to face Turkey next. and i guess they even if they draw when i don't think they are going to make the cut because of their bad gd uh, they considered uh, three goals against italy yep i think uh, on the tournament for turkey has has definitely ended and for wales it's definitely rising the only <laughs> factor can be switzerland 
given the goal difference i don't think uh, either they score six goals in one game <laughs> which is difficult against derby and 6-0 sorry not just six goals 6-0 <laughs> उट I am a hunter. <laughs> non-violent guy, most non-violent guy I've ever seen, man. How can you? <laughs> may, may, okay, if not, if not guns, can I relate it with the uh, Italian mafia? Who is famous for? Oh shit! I'm maf, I'm maf. करने वाला हूँ माफिया नहीं हूँ. But yeah, Italy winning against Switzerland 3-0. Almost close to my prediction of 4-0. Uh, it was an amazing match, amazing match to watch. The two goals that Locatelli did, two attempts, both on target, both were goals. Amazing game, amazing game. And then the third goal by Immobile. He was very mobile at that Immo- time. Immobile. I know. <laughs> he was so frustrated because of those chances that he missed. He had to score that goal, and I think that was kind of a redemption. But it was an unneeded redemption for him. uh because locatelli had already got the game in grasp and that makes italy having a run of 10 games at a clean sheet and also a 29 win streak and 900 minutes without conceding a goal that is such a feat to achieve oh yeah obviously italy came in as a very strong side into the tournament as we have discussed so many times in this podcast and again uh, mancini's team did it they played according to his game style every player was doing their job so they had to win it and zero immobile uh, what a strike that was but of course the man of the match the star of the match locatelli not only yeah. because of his two goals but the kind of distribution he was doing the amount of running he was doing to track back and help their defense and midfield uh, locatelli i think he gave his 200% yesterday absolutely i mean uh, italy performed i mean their pride their energy was visible just like we all see their energy during the national during their national anthem so it kind of reciprocates what they do on the pitch and mancini you know i guess he he spends most of his time discussing tactics rather than motivating the team because the entire team is by default motivated and uh, This this particular Italian team gives me the vibe of the Bayern Munich team uh, that bullies other teams in the Bundesliga. This team is going to, you know, is going to smack three, four goals, uh, you know, any opponents that are lesser than them or do not have enough quality to beat them. I think uh, Italy definitely came out as a winning side with three goal difference. I think that is. the major difference when we, we compare italy to the other of the teams they have quality forward players and they have quality midfielders who has good conversion rate ratio even in serie a and respective national league wherever player plays because when you see the key stats overall of the game italy had 464 number of passes completed as compared to 475 from switzerland and the total number of attempted passes are 544 each 
so uh, even though <laughs> even though when you look at the match it didn't look like so switzerland were looking way relaxed or laid back they were just like walking players were complaining to each other when the when the game was in play it was not even stopped the ball was not dead and they were still whenever they were losing the ball swiss players they were complaining to each other they were jogging back very very calmly so it didn't look like that the stat would come out to be so close and so competitive especially in the first half what you are mentioning uh, you would see that in the first half there was a moment when the, even the commentator say i guess they were not up for it they have already lost the battle before you know you you said it right it did not look like that uh, the stats would be this this close but uh, just talking about the stats on the basis of the stats italy i think had a better performance than when they had faced turkey because this time even though it was just 1% but with a lower percentage of possession they scored three goals they made it count whenever they had the ball and uh, that's what it's all about to make it count when you have the ball to continue on that i would like to i'd like to point out that if we focus on the ball possession uh, statistics these these statistics are a little skewed because what you have to con- also consider at the same time is uh, italy had a clear game plan let me tell you this they are not here to win a game of football they are thinking much ahead than that they have to win the tournament so to win the tournament what they did was they knew the switzerland players you know they did not have that energy or so much creativity that they could come and score a goal so what they did was after they scored after locatelli scored that first goal you clearly see that italy went a little bit on the back foot their running their their bombing forward decreased because they had so much of confidence on bonucci and kelleni to actually reserve this lead until the first half mm. then they came out in the second half so what and i'm pretty sure there are going to be changes uh, in in this side for the next game since they have already made the next 16 so uh, these these possession statistics are skewed because italy allowed switzerland in the second half to have more of the ball yeah yeah but the whole point is that switzerland couldn't take advantage of it that's a different statistic let's talk about xg for that xg is 2.68 for italy and 0.25 quarter of a, a, a point is the xg for switzerland switzerland were because they were passing most of their ball in their own half rather than italy's half and when we talk about italy we don't talk about it italy is equivalent to defense they have been always defensively superpower of the tournament exactly and two veteran defenders i mean i am looking forward to you know seeing them against the top guns because both of them do not have the pace nor their age is on their on their side so i am looking at certain tact- uh, tactics that mancini is going to employ but that's for later uh, yeah with plus 6 goal difference and 6 points at least stand at the top of the groups with definitely qualifying for the 16 and uh, that's all for yesterday's matches i am a very much happy a happy person to watch italy perform this well even though none of our predictions went correct so let's see what today's matches hold for us and let's make our predictions so the three matches are ukraine versus north macedonia denmark versus belgium and netherlands versus austria ukraine versus north macedonia what is your take on that match 
लेकिन एज फार एज दिस गेम बिटवीन नॉर्थ मसीडोनिया एंड यूक्रेन इज कंसर्न आई बिलीव यूक्रेन इन द लास्ट गेम केम बैक फ्रॉम टू नील बिहाइंड टू इक्वलाइज बट अंटिल दंटिल द स्कोर दोज टू गोल्स एंड द स्पेस ऑफ टेन मिनट्स दे आर नॉट दैट इम्प्रेसिव दे डिड नॉट हैव एनी क्लियर गोल स्कोरिंग अपॉर्चुनिटीज और चांसेस क्रिएटेड बट या इफ सिर्फ चेंको कैन गेट इज एक्ट टूगेदर टू एटलीस्ट विन एगेंस्ट नॉर्थ मसीडोनिया he is going to be back in the hunt for the for the top 2 or top 3 places so do you think that they'll score more this time yeah i feel the score line is uh, going to be uh, 3-1 3-1 okay so you are giving goran pandey a exactly <laughs> goran pandey is getting a chance and <laughs> tanmay what is your prediction on that i think uh, ukraine will win 2-0 Uh, they are motivated coming into this match because of their high quality performance against the netherlands in the last tournament last match and macedonians uh, as rajesh said they have got nothing to lose so they will also play out their best but i think it's it will be difficult for them to score against the antishevchenko side although i know yep. you want to see that goran pandev dance again <laughs> no but according uh, but i th- i also think that it's 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 going to be a very interesting match so my prediction is 3-0 interesting i didn't like the last goal that was by goran pandey that was miscommunication from defender ha miscommunication it was more of a miscommunication but yeah it was what it was let him let the guy be happy for what it is next game is denmark versus belgium what is your prediction big big match uh, for today fifa ranked number 1 team against uh the incredible climb we saw from denmark team to come and rank themselves as number 10 going into this tournament they will obviously be missing christian eriksen he's a playmaker we all saw and noticed what incredible performance he did give for inter milan uh, and they were the champions but it's a tough task tough tough task against the belgium side but they have got the crowd backing them up so i think it will be 2-1 2 for belgium 1 for denmark okay well let's start with the predictions i am thinking a uh, 1-0 win for belgium uh, and uh, it is i hope uh, hopefully they can come back with a good mental state good motivation to actually uh, make that make the top 2 or top 3 uh, yeah 1-0 for belgium 1-0 okay i think my prediction is 2-1 for denmark because i think they showed a lot of promise i think they have they must have worked on their finishing this time more if they would have worked around 23 attempts 20 i do not know it was 29 or 23 attempts in the last game that denmark had even after christian eriksen being removed from the field that was against macedonia and this is belgium they are much more riled up i think so right now we'll see we'll see they are much more riled up they are much more dedicated they are doing this for now a bigger purpose than euro cup 2020 and i wanted to mention uh, a special phrase for romelu lukaku uh, just wanted to let everyone know that he has decided his entire team decided to you know let the ball out of play in the 10th minute to honor eriksen and uh, you know wish him good health oh nice nice. nice you are not a fan of yeah, lukaku yeah. right but it's a good gesture right yeah. i don't like the player it's not like i hate the human being <laughs> he's a very good human being when he left united he did not have any ill words for ole or united he's a good so, human yeah. being 
hardworking he's a good, good human being yeah he's just lukewarm you know and next we have the next game is netherlands versus austria so what are predictions uh, netherlands versus austria game is that uh, it is going to end with a nil nil and this is the game I, that i'm looking forward okay. to today uh, from all these three games and now what are your predictions i think uh, netherlands are going to win 2-0 I heard I read somewhere correct me if I'm wrong I think Arnautovic is banned yeah his reaction in the last match and that yeah. was absolutely gutted you know, team like Macedonia coming into the tournament for the first time you need to respect them and it's it's if he's banned then it's a correct decision made because his gestures were truly awful I see Netherlands winning 2-0 uh, because they showed a lot of promise and the netherlands missing a player uh, even though that will affect them but i think uh, they will be much more focused plus i am always expecting the unexpected now yeah i'm expecting so that a is a big or basically a draw i mean they will take points of each other that is what my prediction is and that was all for yesterday's games and today's predictions if you liked the podcast then please do follow the soccer room on spotify and also on our instagram page which is underscore the soccer room yeah we'll be posting we'll be posting about our episodes daily so do comment and tell us if you are liking the episodes and uh, also tell all of your football frenzy friends about this podcast also if you want to get featured on this podcast then please do take part in the soccer room fantasy league where weekly winners will get a chance to come on this podcast all you have to do is follow the instagram page tell us your fantasy league name and then we'll definitely contact you if you win you can listen to us on all major streaming platforms like spotify google podcast apple itunes amazon music jio saavn stitcher radio radio public and breakers this was achint jain tanmay jaiswal and rajesh sahu peace out